Hello there and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Lovely to have you with me. I am Anne-Marie Miles and it's great to be back. And this week I'm going to share a little bit with you about what I call life as the larger lady. I spent a lot of years being very, very big and it was difficult and it was uh, stressful and sometimes I just pretended it didn't bother me and actually there were moments when it really didn't bother me but most of the time I have to say I I pretended not to notice or care about the extra bits of me but the truth is I don't like being fat I don't like you know I never liked being that big and it's actually quite liberating to say it out loud and to admit that I don't like it, you know, after years of being like, you know, totally down with it and stuff and, you know, no biggie. Well, yeah, okay, very biggie, but you know what I mean? Um, It's just a relief to be free and be honest and say how much I dislike living with these extra pounds. Uh, there's, uh, you know, I talked about photographs of me before. There, There isn't a, a black and white photograph of me as a spindly legged child of about four I don't remember that. I don't remember being anything other than, you know, having uh, been able to pinch an inch, you know, and I have no illusions of ever being a a size zero. I just would love to be healthy, really, is what I'm looking for. Um, But I'm not really sure what that is. So I'm just trying to take care of myself. I did actually have a triumphant moment not too long ago when I had to go and see the nurse in our local doctor's surgery and she had to ring through to the doctor to ask about something. And in the course of the conversation, she said, yes, well, yeah, Mrs. Miles is a little bit overweight. I was delighted with myself. I mean, if I hadn't have been trouserless, I would have run out into the waiting room shouting, did you hear that, everybody? I'm a little bit overweight. Come on. Hey, conga line around the surgery waiting room. I mean, I was openly thrilled not to be as fat as I used to be. I mean, I, I just loved that. I didn't. I stayed. You know, you can't really be running around the doctor's surgery with no trousers on. It's not seemly. But um, I mean, I, you know, I remember miserable primary school years. And, you know, I mean, I was bullied a bit in school and stuff about it. But, you know, you're fat, so you can't stand in this corner with us. You're fat, so you can't talk to her. And But if somebody had thick glasses, a lisp, a limp, or hips my size, you know, they, they were a target. And I didn't really have a good friend in primary school. And I don't think I was a good friend in primary school. And God forgive me, I used to be relieved when I saw other people being bullied because it meant that I was being left alone. But like in secondary school, I was a lot more confident, even though I still, you know, was overweight. You know, maybe it was because my dad was the caretaker of the school. So I always felt that there was safety. Somebody who loved me nearby although it did make playing truant or bunking off, as we call it in Dublin, it made that more complicated. I had my older brother in the school as well. And as the years went on, then some of my older nieces and nephews uh, joined the school. So I kind of always had family uh, around me. But I used to envy the skinny girls. You know, they always looked great in their school uniforms and I just looked ridiculous in mine, even when it did fit me, which wasn't every year. And I just wanted to be like, 
oh, you know, like the skinny girls, the king and queen of our year group, you know, the best looking boy and girl. They were going out with each other before the end of the Christmas disco in first year, you know. I tried my best to be cool and, you know, maybe I managed it once or twice. And I kind of turned to dressing in black, you know, mad hair and everything. I mean, teenage years are hard for every teenager, you know, but to be a big fat teenager was a lot harder. But the story I wanted to share with you is the story of when I started to look for wedding dresses. Now, fashion and beauty were never easy subjects for me and my generous proportions. It was hard to get enthusiastic about shopping. You know, now you can get bigger sizes in a few different places, but there was only really one shop that you could get bigger sizes in, you know, 20 years ago. So I kind of bit the bullet and decided I would, you know, start to look for for a wedding dress and it wasn't straightforward, but there was the, the one shop I went into had about 200 wedding dresses and they lined the wall, the kind of the three, the three sides of the room. You know, you walk through the door and then the three walls of the room that were left were lined with wedding dresses and they were all in size order. So the girl in the shop kind of swung her finger around the room and we got to the very very end and there was about three dresses that would fit me and uh, the one had so much boning in it that after I stepped out of it it just kind of stood on its own for five seconds or so before it crumpled to the ground in slow motion (laughs) I just I literally stood out of the dress and it just stayed there and then eventually fainted onto the floor. And um, then there was another two dresses, but I'm not convinced they weren't actually marquees that just didn't have the pegs at the end of them. They were just, there was oceans of material. Um, So that didn't work very well. So, but my favourite encounter uh, was, I was walking through a shopping centre And there was like a display counter in kind of one of the open areas of the shopping centre. And this lady was, she had this stand and those beautiful photographs of all these stunning brides. And by then I was in full bride to be mode, so I couldn't stop myself. So her sales blurb went something like this. Now, I need to tell you, I was living in Kent at the time. I'm going to try and do the accent a little bit. Um... So forgive me for those who are from the southeast of England who think my accent is rubbish, but it went kind of something like this. Ooh, Bridesby must be excited. No, that's Liverpool. Hang on. <laughs> anyway, I'll just I'll get into it eventually. You must be ex- you must be excited. Uh, and uh, the girl who just left, she was a bundle of nerves, says, says she hasn't eaten in a week. I bet you're the same. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, we do have a uh, large, I mean, wide uh, Well, what I should say is like a varied selection of dresses for, and she kind of looked at the ground, the larger lady. Um, So she was frantically flicking through a folder then. And she said, uh, uh, we've got a catalogue here and you can look through it. And most of these styles can be extended, uh, sorry, altered, well, made to measure, as it were, for the, she looked at the ground again, larger lady. And... um, I mean, I smiled, tried to chip in, but she'd kind of gone into this manic mode where she couldn't stop talking. And we've got a bespoke service too, if you'd like to design your own style of dress. I mean, obviously, we'd need to leave plenty of time to make a dress of your 
I mean, to make your dress, I should say. So now her voice is getting higher and faster. And how long ago? How long till how long till your wedding? Did you say? So I wanted to console her, and I was going to tell her that I had looked in the mirror that day, and I did, you know, I did know I was this size. But she, I, I just told her the wedding date, and that seemed to calm her enough. And then she went back to the sales page. So she took me through the numerous options. And she stayed in all the safe zones and we talked about style and fabric and current fashion trends and and then the no-go areas. Fishtails were definitely out that year, seemingly. And we were doing very well. And then she forgot herself and basically tripped over some lingerie and, and said, now, she said, we also do a line in wedding underwear and honeymoon garments and I, and she made a mistake of hesitating and, and the panic kicked in. Oh, well, we may not have yours. Well, you may not want. I mean, not, not that you shouldn't want. It's just that I'm I'm not sure if we do that. Oh, oh, Lord. And, I mean, her French knickers were in a right old twist at this stage and I could do nothing to untangle them. So we were both at the verge of tears at this point, but for totally different reasons. And to my relief, another potential customer came along and I suggested that the girl have a chat with this other potential customer and I'd have a little look through the catalogue and I turned the page a couple of times and then kind of very quietly headed off in the other direction I mean I don't think her nerves would have withstood another a booking from me or her stock of knicker elastic for that matter but you will be glad to know that I did get a beautiful wedding dress in the end which was custom made with a little bit of lace and uh, even less fuss but I will always remember with fondness the poor wedding dress lady who after that day probably went and got a job in a call centre or an abattoir you know something easier than dealing with uh, with people like me. <laughs> I suppose you get used to it um, I, I suppose that uh, I just got used to it. I just got used to um, asking for an extra seatbelt on the plane, hoping that nobody would sit beside me uh, on a coach <laughs> because I'd have to squeeze myself into the window. Um, and uh, But life as a very large person, you know, for me, was it was hard. It was difficult. It's. I wish I could say it was the thing that made me stop and turn around. Uh, I wish I could say, it, you know, it made me determined never to be like that again. But I think I stopped looking at myself. I got to a certain point when I stopped looking in the mirror and I would make sure my hair was brushed. And if I was wearing makeup, that it was on, you know, relatively neatly. <laughs> but I, I stopped looking at myself and we were sent a, a photograph by email, by friends of ours, there was a service in the church where we were moving from one church to the other and it was kind of a goodbye service. And we, you know, some of the leaders of the church gathered around myself and Richard and prayed for us. The picture was taken, a full side profile of me. And, you know, and the email was, oh, my goodness, wasn't it a beautiful day? And, oh, we were so blessed. And uh, here's some lovely photographs. And I was like, oh, yay, great photographs of that day. Opened one of the photographs and I was horrified horrified to find that I looked like that because I hadn't looked at myself in a long, 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 long time. And I just, I, I mean, I wanted to crop the photographs. I wanted to to, to uh, email 
back the guy who had taken them and ask him to delete them and not share them, make sure they don't go on the church website, make make sure they don't go into a magazine, make sure they don't go anywhere. Um, be, and it was this realisation, this is what other people see. This is why other people are so concerned about you. This is why people are gently trying to encourage you to look after yourself. This is why you dread somebody sitting beside you when you're on a coach. This is why... As funny as it was, and it was funny, some of my wedding dress search was funny. But this is why it was so hard to find a wedding dress. This is why it was so awkward to go into those shops and deal with some of the sales people that I dealt with. And it's a relief, I'll be honest with you, it is a relief. Even though I'm still very overweight, I've still got a long way to go. It was a relief to for it to be you know for to finally have got what I needed to address it finally got what I needed to to change things and um I don't need the extra seatbelt on the plane now even though I still have to buy larger sizes I don't have to buy the very 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 largest that there is and that's wonderful for me and you know I know I like I say I still have a long way to go but I it's a relief and I think for a long, 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 long time, I was not willing to admit that I really did not like what was happening to me. I was afraid to admit it. I didn't want anybody to know how unhappy I was uh, about it. I've mentioned before how I refused to let anybody talk to me about it. The relief is in itself another weight off me. It's an emotional weight off me. The, 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 re, the removal of some of the physical weight has actually removed some of the emotional weight, which is fantastic. And maybe you are somebody who feels stuck. Now, maybe you're not as big as I was. Maybe you, you know, you're not even as big as I am now. But maybe you are feeling stuck. Maybe you are feeling really, really frustrated with the weight you are now. Maybe you are feeling trapped in this extra bit of body that you just don't want and you're afraid to say I hate this I do not like this and you're and you don't want to tell anybody that you do not like what is going on you can tell me all right you can send me a message or drop me an email or whatever and you can tell me and I won't tell anyone you did I probably you can do it anonymously if you want But I think getting to the stage where you can say, I do not want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. For me, it was, yeah, I mean, I'm 21 years married. I was 21 years married uh, in August, you know. So it's not like it happens. It happened for me uh, two days after I put that wedding dress on or two days after that photograph came to me. It's taken me a long time and I'm raging it took me so long. But, I mean, I used to be angry at anybody who wasn't as fat as me, who was frustrated about their weight. (laughs) Do you know, (laughs) if you only had two stone to lose, then you had no right to be frustrated about your weight because I've got 10 stone to lose. All right. So so you come back to me when you've got 10 stone to lose. (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) And I used to be quite frustrated with people who 
weren't happy with their weight, but to me didn't look that overweight. I've talked about this with some of my nieces and they really helped me to see that it's not about how big you are. You know, the bigger people will be the more unhappy people. You know your body, you know the weight you should be or the the weight that's comfortable for you. So it doesn't matter if you only have half a stone to lose. If you haven't got anyone that you can say that to, if you haven't got anybody that you feel I need to just say out loud, I do, I am not happy with this and I want it to change. You can say it to me. All right, get in touch with me and say it to me. And I'm not going to be your mentor. I'm not going to be your counsellor. But it is a great start to say, I just don't want this anymore. I don't want this weight anymore. I don't want this life anymore. I don't want these clothes anymore. And it's really, really, oh, I tell you, to just say it out loud and admit it and try and make a start to go the other direction. It's definitely worth a try. I would give it a go if I was you. So before we finish up, we've got to do, actually, we've got to do the most popular bit of this podcast because most of the feedback I've had so far is that all people really want is to hear Frankie Dardis. So I'm going to have to try and get Frankie live on this podcast sometime because he has been the star of the show so far. Frankie, come on, ask the question. What is that about? (laughs) Okay, so my what is that about this week? Seriously, people who park across two parking spaces. I mean, seriously, Frankie asked the question again. What is that about? What is that about? It drives me. I mean, oh my goodness. We went for dinner for our anniversary and there was, it was really busy. It was a golf club restaurant. <laughs> it was so hot. And it was a busy golfing afternoon in this place and there were like two parking spaces in the whole place because more than one person had parked basically across two spaces. So the person next to them had to do the same and then eventually, eventually, you know, three or four cars had to do the same. And that was in two or three spots we saw that. So they were like, and I'm like, why do people do that? I mean, would you not check that you are parked between the two lines? I mean, you have to wonder, these guys and gals, in fairness, will spend two, three hours trying to get a tiny ball across a big field, over a lake, past the sand dune, into a tiny hole. These are the same people who won't even spend two minutes trying to make sure that their Vauxhall digestive is neatly between two lines five feet apart. You know, if you can't park your car straight in between those two lines, mate, if you can't even take a couple of minutes to you know, make sure that you're in the space, then no wonder it takes you three hours to get the tiny ball across the field, past the lake and the sand dune into the tiny hole. Your time would be much better spent straightening your car up. Right, I'm done. I'm done driving you all nuts. I'm going to go on my way. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a joy. And don't forget, if you want to give me your what is that about, send it on in to me. If you want to, you know, respond to my call to action, as it were, and tell me that you're you've had it, you've done it, you're you're ready to turn around and head back the other way. Give me a shout. You can do it. Uh, look for me. Ammo writing. A-M-O-W-R-I-T-I-N-G. I'm on social media and ammo writing or it's ammo writing at gmail.com couple of other things before I go. If you would subscribe, if you're listening on you, uh, sorry, if you're listening on iTunes or if you're listening on Spotify and you would subscribe 
and or you would write a little review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would be brilliant. Also, I've got a buy me a coffee thing going on. So if you fancy buying me a coffee, you can do that. Uh, the easiest thing to do is go to the website annemariemiles.co.uk and you'll find all of the details of the podcasts and buy me coffee and all that malarkey. That's all on the website. So thank you so much again for listening. It's been really great to have your feedback. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye bye.